The Kinky Cocktail Hour is brought to you by Motor Bunny, the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator that offers fabulous creative sexual experiences. We use it and it rotates, it vibrates, and it delivers mind-blowing orgasms. Enjoy Motor Bunny as your favorite sex toy. When you order the Motor Bunny, multiple attachments are included along with the link controller, which allows wireless control from anywhere. Motor Bunny is the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator on earth. Use the link in the show notes and spice up your sex life with a Motor Bunny. You're listening to Kinky Cocktail Hour, a conversation between adults about sex-forward relationships, kinky lifestyles, and frank communication. If you're under 18, please stop listening and visit scarletteen.com. I'm Lady Petra, and my pronouns are she, hers, and we. I'm Safa Master, and my pronouns are him, his, and we. And this is Kinky Cocktail Hour. Cheers! Cheers. All right, what are we drinking today? We're trying something new. It's called a Naughty Charles. Ah. And it's interesting because it's made with one and a half parts of scotch, a third of a part of cherry brandy, a third of a part of white cream de cocoa. Wow. A half part of dry vermouth. And two dashes of orange bitters, stirred in a mixer tin, strained into a cold glass. If you could have a Nick and Nora glass, that'd be ideal, but we don't. And then served with a lemon twist. Wow. What a beautiful drink. Yeah. It has a whiskey sort of color to it. Okay. And smells really lovely. Oh, wow. That was unexpected. Wow. Well... That it's was, a fascinating drink. Yeah, that was unexpected. So what hit you? Well, there's a balance to it. Shockingly, I, with those type of alcohols altogether. I mean, like the vermouth, I was like, oh, I'm not sure. Yeah. You know, it was created in 2018 by Leon Dowry Penser at the Whirly Bird in Sydney, Australia. This cocktail earned him a place in the London final of the Herring Brandy Classic. Wow. Well, I can see why. Yeah. It's really I mean, good. It, it actually <laughs> super yeah, balanced. Super I balanced. super balanced. Yeah, and flavorful in a really sort of full spectrum way. You know, yeah. not just in a particular. Length. It's not just sweet either. No, it's not sweet at so all. So this would be an interesting drink. Mm-hmm. I like it. So there are different cherry brandies or cherry herring cherries. You know, yeah. bet, more better and things like that. So that would be interesting to play with. Yeah. Uh, this one used Martini and Rossi vermouth, white okay. dry vermouth. But I'd like to see what Dolan does to it. Yeah. Um, it uses the orange bitters, which is fine, and then the cream de coca is whatever. So I think you have room to play with different scotches yeah, different and brandies. different cherry brandies. Yeah, lovely. It's a beautiful drink. I think it deserves mm. its accolades. It's good. Wow. Super balanced. Delicious. It's really balanced. Yeah. The Kinky Cocktail Hour is brought to you by Slub USA, the world's strongest, most powerful male masturbator. Visit Slub USA at slub, S-L-U-B-B dash USA dot com. Today's conversation is brought to you by WeMinder. 
a behavior chart app for kinky couples like us. Learn more at weminder.app. So this is chapter 15 of the beauty series, and this one's called Juliana in the Queen's Chamber. Yeah. And, you know, when we left off last chapter, she had the Queen had sent off for Lady Juliana. Yeah. After beating Beauty's butt pretty hardcore for a long time. And Beauty and the other page, Prince Alexi, were kneeling there. And this chapter begins with Juliana just merging into the room. Yeah, and, she's a whirlwind when she comes into rooms. Yeah, and you know, she's adorned with braided hair with little rose petals in them, and she's carrying a basket. Oh, she's not yet carrying the basket. She's, she's got rose buds in her hair, and, and she's got a pink gown on, pink rosebud jewelry attached, you know, to the to, girdle of her gown. Yeah, and well, you know, she's wearing silver slippers, and she's kind of just dancing in the room. Right. So it's a very elaborate arrival. Yeah. And... The queen suggests to her that she gets to have her way with beauty. Mm-hmm. And then she goes and opens the door. Her page is presented with this, this big basket of roses. Mm-hmm. And these are single stem roses. Mm-hmm. And she makes a point of showing it to beauty that there are no thorns on the roses. So she's not afraid of something unnecessarily. Yeah. And then she says, okay, I've developed a game for you to play to the amusement of the queen. Yeah. And the game is, I'm going to throw some roses around. You're going to go pick them up as quickly as you can. And you're going to bring them back, but not to me, to the queen and put them on her lap. And then when she's done with you, you go get the next rose. You have to work really quickly. you got to hurry, hurry, hurry. And, and don't she's forget, going to do this on her hands yeah, and knees. Yeah, don't forget you have to be on your hands and knees. And she's you know. picking them with her teeth. So, yeah. you know. So, she, so Beauty's like, yeah, okay, whatever. And then Juliana takes out a paddle, but it's a it's a, a long handled, long handled, softer paddle. Beauty is considering her ass, and she's going, "Look, you know, <laughs> my ass is pretty grass, right? I've been beaten, black and blue, in the bridal trail and by the queen in the hall and, of punishments, well, punishments, and and the master. Yeah, and... so basically anything that she touches me with is going to light yeah, me up. Yeah, she's got welts all over her ass. Yeah, yeah. So she's sort of like a little bit in trepidation about what's to come." And the Juliana says, off you go. And she hurries off to pick up her first rose. And immediately the blows start. Yeah. And Juliana is kind of a shitty sadist. She just beats her harder and harder and harder while she's chasing her. And chastises her. Chastises her. Yeah. yeah. And while she's trying her best to get the roses onto the queen's lap. And this goes on for a while. And she's sort of like freaking out about the degree of beating that she's getting. Oh, yeah, but, she's sobbing and, you know. Yeah, but she doesn't stop trying and she works her, you know, heart out and she's really good about it. And eventually the queen grabs her face and then Juliana stands behind her and just beats her while the queen holds her well, face. Well, and then they bring out the leather strap. Well, not yet. Not yet. First, they, he, she turns her over and starts to beat her on her breasts and then they get the leather strap. Oh, you're right. So they yeah. do beat her breasts. And then she asks the page. Go get me the other thing. Yeah, and yeah. Then she brings out a leather strap. So Heavy now, leather strap. So yeah. now she's getting beat on her ass as she goes, picks up more flowers. She's getting beat on her breasts. And her stomach. Yeah. And her stomach and her pubes, yeah. basically. Pubic bone, basically. Yeah. And 
made the inside of her thighs, but she's just, she's getting smacked. Yeah, this is a hardcore sadism fetish that this author has. Oh yeah, because yeah. this always comes up. It comes up every chapter in a different way, but it always involves Beauty, who's this, you know, 15-year-old kid, basically just getting beaten yeah. by whoever the protagonist is in the right. story or the chapter. In any event, in this case, it's Lady Juliana, and she basically beats the shit out of beauty. Mm-hmm. And she does it in a way that, like, for me, it sort of violates every aspect of responsible sentiment. Well, they talk right? about it being punishment or discipline. But it crosses over because what, you know, what you're doing with discipline is training. Yes. And punishment is correction, right? Yes. And there's nothing she's really done wrong. They're just no. doing this because they want to. It's like, a, so, it's like, a, it's like a, a predicament situation. Yeah. And so then she's, like you know. The harder like, she as works, she goes, the harder they beat Yes. Her. That's what I mean. Yeah. So it's not teaching or training her anything yeah. or reinforcing any kind of behavior. It's just. It's beating her. Yeah. It's just, just an excuse her used to, being, to beat her. Yeah. Excuse me. Getting her used to being beaten. Yeah. And, and I get that the author tries to correlate it at some point with her being aroused and having some connection to pain. And so that makes me think either the author has experience in in masochism or sadism, or she talked to someone about what the difference is between a masochist and a pain slut. And then she's just extrapolating because it seems extrapolated right now. Like she thinks this is the way it should go. It should go. But I think it's ignorant. I think it's basically, it it does sound ignorant. I think it's an ignorant way of explaining. Now, again, you know, she's writing a fairy tale, but even, in the context of a fairy tale, she could have been more thoughtful about yeah. how this training of a submissive pain slut occurs, yeah. right? And, you know, we're just judging it based on well, and think our about it. experience. It, it's but, totally like slave, too, because yeah. what they're doing is putting all these slaves, they don't care what the slave's proclivity is to what they might like sexually or mm-hmm. find kinky and as a turn on or be really good at, let's say. They don't care. Everyone gets the same. And what they're doing is then they test them, which is a weird way to determine whether you have a mascus in front of you or a pain slut. Mm-hmm. But it's not to test them to categorize them. It's just to say, oh, well, she won't fall through. So now I get to beat her more. I mean, it's like they know ahead, like, who do you want to play with? Well, I want to, you know, if you went to a, a whorehouse, let's say, yeah. I want I want someone to give me blowjob and do it in the ass. Okay, well, these four over here do that. And, right. and that, I mean, that's what it's like. They're like chattel. Yeah. I believe that this is a fantasy that she's created. And it, it it's very interesting because it's like a crossover from fairy tale to porn, yeah. uh, to hardcore yeah. porn. But it's in a sort of fairy tale-ish kind of way. So it carries the lack of common sense and the lack of real world into the fairy tale but having the beatings be prolonged and extreme and over the top and everybody does it and the slaves are hung up and tortured and yeah so you're thinking about what is the aftercare like because no matter what psychologically and physically in this chapter her aftercare was go go hang her up yeah spread her spread her like wide so she's uncomfortably spread because they're not going to give her any relief because she's feeling like she wants to like have some kind of release. Yeah, well, it was interesting at the that. end when yeah. they figured it was enough. Like she was pushing multiple flowers on the ground and said, grab three or four at a time now. Yeah. And it got kind of frenzied right. by what Beauty remembered of the bridal path. And she then all of a sudden, like at the height of this terror, it was stopped. Right. And then she felt 
people caressing her and kissing her neck. Right. It was the queen. So first they got to her level, wherever she was on the ground or near her, because she was obviously in subspace because she talks about not being aware of things. And so then they touch her and reassure her. And then they both stand over her to reinforce while she's in that submissive state, right? Mm-hmm. Subspace. That she looks up and sees these two huge humans, you right. know, and then they're telling her, they're reinforcing again that she did well. They're kissing her neck. And she's, this is her, her first lesbian type experience, I think. It's interesting how the writer uses this as a, you know, I guess it could be bi, but a lesbian experience of, of sorts, right. of dominance, as if because she's been broken through pain, mm. she will just accept the kisses of anyone right, and that she got turned on by it. And well, there's, there's another moment in there that we stepped over, which was when Juliana was basically fucking her with the toe of her shoe. Yeah, that right? was right before they stopped before they beating stopped, her. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, so you're right, exactly, because it is in the context of making nice to a broken slave. Well, they're edging right? her with the pain, and she did make note. And this is another thing the author did. Yeah. And the way she made the note made me think she heard it from someone else, like it wasn't an occurring that right. she explained. She goes... The beauty didn't know the difference between pain and pleasure. Right. Like it's a such a such a cliche type statement is, that's out is, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it wasn't stated like a from a place of knowing. It was no. like stated from a place of this is what I heard people do Talk when they go right, through. Right. right, yeah. And I was like, wow. <laughs> I had that's that same weird. experience. I had that same experience listening to you refer to what beauty was experiencing as subspace. Because I don't think that's subspace, right? I think oh, I think she's in shock. In shock. I think she's in shock. I I do agree with you, but I'm just trying to, like with the listeners, giving some latitude. Right. But as a masochist myself, I'm not a pain slut, but I'm a masochist and I'm not a slave. And I can only speak for myself. Every masochist has their own process to build them to a place where they can get to pain and pleasure. And what I know is because my desire to serve is so high... I mean, even though we're playing with femdom right now, I still serve you. I mean, I'm still yours. Sure. You know, I'm colored to you. And I've told you before, that is part of my sexuality. I'm a two-spirit. I can't turn that off. Exactly. So my drive to serve is so high that with, and I think, I'll just say it, you, you can back me up on this or take it away, but I tend to be perfectionist on serving you in such a way that when I have an issue, like I fail or forget something, Right. Like I'm beating myself up more than you are. For sure. And so the reality is if you were to punish me, which you have in the past before, that is totally different in my sexuality as relating what's happening to me as a masochist and how that relates, like the pain of it relates to pleasure. If I'm disciplined or punished, there is absolutely no connection for me as a masochist to pleasure. Of course. It is absolutely. So that's why I'm struggling with the writing because this person doesn't know is that for me, and maybe other masks are different, but I think that falls more into pain slut area. And I'm not a pain slut. I'm a maskist, but those are two different areas. Masochism with my sadist as he takes care of his toys to have me express the reaches of my masochism, which does lead me to pleasure. Yeah is way different than discipline or punishment. For sure. Those are completely separate, and I do get frantic. We've talked to somebody that listens to our podcast that 
relates to you very personally because they were also an elite athlete. They also yes. experienced the intense commitment it takes yes. to perform at a high level. Yes. Right. And so I think there's something to be said for what you just described yeah. as how to actually achieve relatedness to yourself as a masochist. If you're interested in exploring yourself as a masochist, take a path that leads you there on a gradient. Yes. And you will discover that you can tolerate and take a more lot more pain. pain to achieve different experiences yes. in brain chemistry out of that experience. Correct. But right? punishment and discipline, because the psychological part of it is my, in essence, letting you down in some way, right? Disappointing right. you. Right. Whether it's self-imposed, I'm not quite sure. I haven't thought about this long enough, but it's almost feels like self-imposed, but I actually think it's just psychological where those two areas where pain and pleasure meet for me as a masochist with the potential of merging those does not happen. Like there's no path. There's no path for me to get from pain on discipline or punishment to pleasure. There is none because I'm not wired that way. But nor should there be, right? There shouldn't be and, and that's why they talk about pain sluts, because that's the different part. Well, let me say this. There, there shouldn't be an experience of pleasure out of discipline for, because discipline is about changing behavior. But right? this chapter. Well, this is about pain sluttiness, not discipline. Is dealing in that zone well, as if they're saying when she spanked, when the queen was spanking her in the chapter before yeah. on the bed, because she was squirming and crying, right. the queen then called for Lady Juliana. Yeah, because to punish her. To punish yeah. her because for, she, for squirming, for squirming, right? During being punished. Right. Yeah. Well, or, not or, even or, being punished or, by or being spanked, spanked right. right? Yeah. So now Beauty had no idea what she was supposed to do or not do because that isn't what was told to Beauty. She just said, lay over my lap and she started wailing on her. Right. There was no conversation, which is part of the consent part of saying within agreement. This is what we're going to do. Your dominant is, says, yeah. I'm going to give you five strokes. That's what's going to happen. Right. The cane, and That's you as a submissive tolerate it or not, and of course you could you could also use your safe words, but you know that's what you do, right? That's totally different yes. when you're explained, and then you and then like you get up. Now this is the thing too with consent is if you use a safe word, there could be something majorly going on, like you feel like you're having a heart attack, or you you are going to pass out or whatever or just, just that may still tolerance. be based on your dynamic, a discipline or a, um, you didn't go to your five strokes. So that's a punishment, right. right? But a good dominant would say, okay, but you're not in position for that now because you're not going to get the intensity of what I'm trying to create for you because you're, you're having a meltdown right now. Right. So let's deal with you. Let's talk about it. And then the agreement is, you know, you talk to them and say, Okay, but you didn't get your five strokes. So you might say as a dominant, I'm going to give you your three other strokes now, or I'm going to punish you because we didn't finish what we agreed to. I mean, I'm not speaking that I know every dynamic out there, but what I'm learning is about my own masochism and where it's attached is my success in endurance, if you will, through masochism. And training. Yeah, in training, which matches my professional athletic career. Yeah appeals to me as work or endure or having to endure something for a benefit. And the benefit is the pleasure that right. starts to happen from pain. Right. Well, but you discovered that punishment I, and discipline well, let me doesn't this. fall. You, you discovered after about a hundred or 200 strokes, depending on the day, yeah. you started to 
get into a rhythm that was similar to your running experience. Oh, so much. That so. allowed you to access that endurance like mindset, right? That capacity to build endorphins and so on. Oh yeah. Yeah. Now with punishment, that's not how it goes. Punishment no. is you violated whatever Direct, the agreement severe, is. immediate. So, yeah, exactly. And you don't like punishment, but the point is you punish yourself more because you're well, service you, you learned that as a sadist. Yes, of course. Yeah. Yeah, I learned that. And, you know, how am I going to punish you? I'm not going to punish you. I'm just going to tell you where you fucked up and then you feel punished. <laughs> I am yeah. demoralized. Yeah, exactly. And that's, in essence, what you're, what the idea of sadism with punishment or discipline yeah. is, is that you're, it's not necessarily, it could be harder than what you normally play with. You're not there to break your toy. So the idea, it's not that much harder. But what but it is, is there's true. no, but you've told me this too, because when I was yeah. punished, there is no warm up. We're just gonna Punish straight it. up. Yeah. You don't get the warm up before to get ease into it. Right. It's just flat out, which right. is a whole thing. What it did for me is mind fuck me. Yeah. And yeah, the pain was there, but I wasn't all worked up. I mean, I probably made a big deal about it, you know, in time. my reaction, yeah. but it wasn't that that I remember being so horrible. What I remember was I had broken an agreement or I, right. yeah. I mean, that's really what it came down to. Right. And the way I live my life, I'm not perfect, but I aspire to be integral is when I do break my word, which I'm human. I've done it several times <laughs> grossly with you. It really affects me right. psychologically. Yeah. So the point is that they're punishing this girl without giving her any context for the punishment. None. Which makes it unworkable in a kink context, which makes it seem like this author's relatedness to the experience is hearsay and not actually firsthand. Yeah, and I don't yeah. know. And I and I don't know her but, experience. But that's how it sounds, But right? that's how it sounds. Yes. Yeah. And what she's describing is a fairy tale. It's not I know. Sarcastic, I know right? we know it's a fairy yeah. tale and it's yeah. fiction. Yeah. But we read it from whatever vent we read it from. Right. And because... There is so much misinformation out there about kink and so fetishes that, you know, when this kind of stuff comes up, this is titillating for like what the vanilla population would read. And so then they think, well, this is what it is. No, it's and not and it. yeah. this isn't real. No. This is fantasy. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Let's see. Anything else you want to say on this chapter? No, I'm just interested if they're going to. Well, it ended with the spread eagle her in the dressing room, but I just wonder if the author's going to continue because there's three books in this series, right? Yeah. Going to continue bisexuality or lesbianism or something. Well, this was theoretically bisexual, but the bisexual part of it wasn't bisexual at all. She basically kissed her. And maybe touched her a well, little bit. Well, that's right. I guess yeah. I guess beauty would be bisexual because she's loving on a Prince Alexei. Right. And she's loving on her master. Right. And she's tolerating, but then weirdly finding herself drawn to Lady Juliana yeah. and even the queen at some point. Exactly. Yeah. So that's definitely bisexual. Or, yeah. Or you know, uh, what is it, pansexual based on... But I don't know if you can be pansexual if you're a slave because pansexuality is a choice based yeah, on... Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. She's a slave. She's she, a slave, she so it's gets, hard It's hard to guess She's this. an object. That gets She's used. an object, yeah. yeah. That's it for today. If you're interested in kinky relationship coaching, online domination, or if you'd like to sponsor the pod to keep it going, please visit our Patreon website at Lady Petra Playground. You can reach me via email at ladypetraplayground at gmail.com. 
Our music is composed and performed by Roger Ferguson, who can be found at rogerfergusonmusic.com. Till next time, cheers! Thank you.